Hello again, friends, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips with Gamecock great Joe Rett. How sweet it is, Joe. The Gamecocks with an historic win last night in the second round of the NCAA tournament. The biggest upset of the NCAA tournament so far this year. South Carolina 88-81 to over the mighty Duke Blue Devils. And, Joe, it wasn't just that Carolina won this ball game last night. It was the way that they did it. The Gamecocks poured in 65 points in the second half. That's the most points ever scored in a single half by a Gamecock basketball team. And it's also the most points ever scored against a Coach K team in a single half. Most points ever allowed by a Mike Krzyzewski ball club. So, Joe, you know it's one thing to reach the Sweet 16 for the first time in the history of the program, but to beat a marquee program like Duke doesn't get much sweeter than this. Well, it doesn't, man. I, you know, I feel so privileged and so honored to have the chance to be in the crowd and to witness that last night. Um, as the game was flowing, we were seeing that, especially in the second half, that things were turning our way. And I tell you, just talking to some of the people in the stand, like, oh, please don't let this be typical Carolina. So we held on. Um, these guys just, just played unbelievable. You know, we, we the scene uh, prior to that, you saw uh, the North Carolina-Arkansas game, and you just saw the poise that they have. You can see that great team like North Carolina and Duke, they don't get rattled. And North Carolina didn't get rattled, but Arkansas somehow choked. I'm going to say choke, but they just got sped up. And he saw that with Duke yesterday. He, they, they still played discipline, even though they got down to it. They still played discipline. They didn't come down and just jack shots up and, and just try to get back in the game quickly. They still, you know, stayed stay to their course. But then you saw the Gamecocks. Uh, we didn't get around them. Uh, one thing that, that's been a problem for us was making free throws and closing our game. And we closed that thing out last night, and now we're going to the Sweet 16, baby. And so... It is so exciting. The atmosphere around here is just unbelievable to see uh, what Frank has done and what these guys have done for this program. Joe, i got to give you credit. We spoke here on Gamecock Central Radio last week, and you said that uh, you were expecting the Gamecocks to win two games, and when you and I reconvened here on GCR, we'd be talking about the Gamecocks playing in the Sweet 16. I thought that was very optimistic of you, (laughs) but daggum if the Gamecocks (laughs) haven't pulled it off. I I appreciate the credit, but it was just amazing the body of work. I I was around those guys all last week and uh, while they were up in Greenville, and you just felt that there was something there. Um, Being by, I was a little biased by making that, but I felt that there was something there. Um, these are two teams that they wasn't uh, they wasn't used to our pressure, and you saw against uh, Marquette on Friday and Duke. Both of those teams came out shooting the ball really, really good, and they were up in the first half, up in the sixty percent uh, in three point shooting. But what we did was maintain the course. We stayed true to who we are. We kept putting that pressure on those guys, and in both nights, you saw how well conditioned we were and how how tough that uh, we played our own ball, man-to-man defense. We made it so difficult for both teams. And as that as both nights went on, you saw that those shots started getting shorter and shorter for those opposing for Marquette and Duke. And it's just good to see, especially, you know, Duke is being Duke and, and, and seeing Coach K make his post, post-game comments saying that this is one of the, all, the, you know, all the great teams that they played throughout the year. For them to say that playing South Carolina was one of the toughest defensive teams most aggressive teams that he ever played against. That that shows a lot of that's how how great a coach he is, and for him to give us credit means a lot to this program. Tight ball game early on Sunday night at the Bonsecour Wellness Arena in Greenville. 
Rothelder hit a three at the 12.52 mark of the first half to give the Gamecocks their first lead, 14-13. But then the Gamecocks went more than five minutes without scoring a field goal, and Duke took a 21-14 lead. Duke's lead was seven at halftime. They led by as many as ten in the ball game. And, Joe, I wanted you to talk about the difference from the first half to the second half. Duke played his own defense much of the first half, and they forced the Gamecocks to settle for a lot of outside shots. The Gamecocks shot three of 17 from three in the first half. Joe, South Carolina was seven of 35 from the floor in the first half. The Gamecocks could not throw it in the ocean in the first half. I mean, <laughs> Emil Jefferson had five block shots. He had a huge ball game defensively, and he played outstanding on both ends of the floor for Duke. But uh, it was evident early on, Joe, that the Gamecocks were just not accustomed to the type of defense that they were going to get from Duke in this second round game. And in the first half, it really showed up. Seven of 35 shooting in the first half. But the Gamecock defense was equally good. They forced a number of Duke turnovers in that first half, and that helped keep Carolina in the ball game. Yeah, no doubt. When you look at the percentages like you, you brought up, you would never think that we were still in the game. And a lot of us saying in the stands, that, hey, you know, despite how bad we were shooting, we still got a chance. We knew coming off that Marquette game that – you just teams just not going to shoot that well for both halves, and that normally happens. But when you play the defensive person that we apply, uh, it, it somehow forces you to just take your legs away from you. And, and I tell you, man, it was it was just just it was Duke, man. You, it just it wasn't a, a fluke win, but just to see the way those guys just hung in there. Um, Frank was being Frank. He was so excited. He had a game plan and to. Uh, you know, see those guys uh, just do stick to the game plan and play that defense and and get back into it. They got back in the game, you know, because of the defense and 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 in the second half they got some easy baskets, which which helped because it was turning that ball over a lot toward the end and hmm. and you know because of the turnover we saw that saw that ball go in the basket. So uh, Dwayne Notice come up big, real big, and that's you know we knew it's in there, so, uh, you know. Don't want to sound like a broken record, but we always say this. Sanders is going to be Sanders. He's been carrying us. He's been carrying the load. And he got a little help from several guys on this weekend. So the Gamecocks trailed Duke 30-23 to at halftime. A miserable first half of shooting, frankly, for South Carolina. But the defense was strong. They did force some Duke turnovers. And there was at least reason to believe that the Gamecocks, you know, were actually in pretty good shape being down only seven. And then, Joe, in the second half – I thought Martin made a halftime adjustment, and I wanted to get you to talk about this as well. The Gamecocks started attacking Duke in the paint. They went inside early in the second half, and they took it straight at that Duke zone defense. The Gamecocks wind up outscoring Duke 30-18 to 18 points in the paint in this ball game. I don't think very many people would have thought that that would be the case going into the game. I don't think many people would have predicted that. Chris Silva had a big start to the second half. He had two big dunks in that second half due, uh, for the Gamecocks. And, Joe, once Silva got going early, attacking the paint against the Duke defense, the floodgates opened, and the Gamecocks rolled up 65 points in the second half after scoring just 23 in the first half. Carolina outscores Duke 65-51 in the second half, and the Gamecocks go on to win it. 88-81. to 81. Talk about the halftime adjustment, Joe. What did the Gamecocks do differently in the second half, and how did they get red hot like that? Well, of course, uh, you, you and I both know Frank obviously challenged those guys. Uh, Duke was smart. 
um, in the first half. They went back to the zone. If I was any other team, which, which Carolina was really not a good shooting team, I, I would start off in the zone too, make those guys, you know, take some 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 outside shots because that's what they're not comfortable doing. They better at driving. But uh, Frank certainly uh, challenged those guys at halftime and told them to get to the basket. Uh, they knew that we got two guys, PJ. We got uh, Sanders that can get to the basket almost at any time. And, and once they start penetrating and getting inside the paint um, and open up, like you said, open the floodgates for a silver, he had two tremendous dunks that, that really changed the game and changed momentum. And we felt once we start doing that, those guys, you can just see the, the – the, the bench over there, they just got so excited. They, they felt it coming. Now, they can continue to play they was, the way they were playing and keep attack, attacking the baskets. Duke is a very disciplined team on defense, but they, you know, you could be broke, they could be broke down too, which they did. Like you said, PJ and those guys were just penetrating, being aggressive instead of just settling for the outside shot, which Duke wanted them to do. But Frank was like, hey, guys, go to the bat. These guys cannot guard you. Um, put the bonus on them as far as defensively. Uh, maybe we start picking up a lot of fouls. I think we got in one on one very, very early, which helped us out a lot. Uh, Amir Jefferson got, he, he played pretty good in the first half. He had a complete game, but a lot of the time, uh, my coach saw in Silverwoods jumping away from him instead of jumping into him. And once they started jumping into him and being more aggressive towards the basket, uh, he wasn't able to block the shots and they were able to actually, once you're being aggressive like that, the referees start making those calls for us. The Gamecocks shot 71% in the second half Sunday night in the second round tournament game against Duke. 20 of 28 from the floor in the second half for the Gamecocks after shooting just 7 of 35 in the first half. And Joe, interesting as well that the Gamecocks had some foul trouble in this game. You know, Mike Kotsar. Got into early foul trouble. He's been outstanding as a freshman this year. Had a solid game in the opening round win over Marquette. But he did not score in this Duke game. He got into early foul trouble, wound up fouling out uh, in the second half. P.J. Dozier was tremendous defensively, I thought, Joe. Uh, But he fouled out of the game as well. Did hit five shots. He was 5 of 12. Had 11 points, but he fouled out also, although I thought his defense uh, had a major impact on the game. And, you know, we talk every week here on Gamecock Central Radio about Cinderius Thornwell, 24 points, six boards, five assists, one steal for Cinderius Thornwell, who shot six of 14. He hit three threes. He was three of six from three and nine of 12 at the foul line. So, you know, that's a typical stat line, I think, for Cinderius Thornwell. But we talked about it last week and really all season, Joe. The role players on this team were going to have to produce and hit some open shots for the Gamecocks to make any kind of a run into the tournament. Dwayne noticed six of eight from the floor last night. Two of four from three. He had all three of his foul shots, 17 points, 14 of those coming in the second half. And I don't think we can say enough about Chris Silva. Six of 12 from the floor, 17 points and 10 boards for Chris Silva, who proved to be a real matchup problem for Duke. Silva took it to the Duke big men at times last night, Joe. Yes, he did. And, and this is a guy that I'm so proud of. He has been improving since his freshman year. He's been improving his game, and we said it all year long. Uh, once he, when he's on the floor, this team is different. Um, he, he, he's, uh, a rim protector. Um, if he, he, I think what helps him also, we didn't have the typical SEC officials last night. So, uh, he was able to stay in game. He still has some questionable calls, but, um, not long, he just had a tremendous game, all around game. And, uh, Mike Kosa, uh, we, we questioned a little bit why he was in, but he's the body in, 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 in this game of basketball. You know, you don't always have to score. All these, you know, always have to, you know, 
do all the rebounding and everything, but he, he's a guy that has the help clog up the middle. We're not the biggest team in, in the world, but, you know, it's, it's very difficult when you have to play uh, sometimes the key, to, the key to kids. He comes in, he did, he did okay, but he's just not totally ready. And what hurts us also is when you have to play Sendarius at the four. That just takes so much out of him on the defensive end, trying to have to rebound and, and box out these uh, six, eight, six, nine guys the whole game. But uh, total team effort, man. Total team effort. All these guys stepped up. Did their role, and I was just so proud of uh, Rock Felder, you know, for a freshman to come in and make that many big free throws towards the end of the game. Cause I, I tell you, I was a, I was a little worried when PJ, uh, that tough turnover he had, then he fouled to foul out the game. I was a little bit of worried because um, Duke put up the pressure and we didn't have a whole lot of ball handlers in there. We had a couple turnovers at the end, but uh, I tell you, Rock Felder, they, they played strong, and uh, he, he for a freshman, I gave. He has ice going through his veins. He just stepped up and made made these free throws, and that's something that we was a lot worried about throughout the year. Can we finish the game and make free throws? Felder had a solid ball game last night. Fifteen points, including two three pointers. He was two of five from the floor and nine of ten at the foul line. Raw Felder hit a three from Anderson County at one point in that second half <laughs> against Duke last night. He played twenty one minutes off the bench for Frank Martin. And you mentioned CDK up, uh, kind of forced into action last night. He played nine minutes when Coatsar picked up two quick fouls in the ball game, and Coatsar's minutes were limited in a big way last night. And Cato was kind of forced into action. I, I agree with you, Joe. I didn't think he was ready, and you know, I thought he rebounded well. He defended to the best of his ability. He gave the Gamecocks what he could, and uh, we mm-hmm. would certainly be remiss if we did not mention the play of Gamecock senior Justin Mackey, who I thought, you know, kind of quietly last night, Joe, did a lot of little things that will not show mm-hmm. up in the box score that helped Carolina win this ball game. I saw him a couple of times going after rebounds. He didn't get the rebound, but maybe he tipped it out and kept it alive for somebody else, one of his teammates to get the board four points four rebounds in 18 minutes for Justin Mackey who shot two of four from the floor and had uh, an assist and a steal as well and just one of these role players that we talked about all year Joe that had to contribute for the Gamecocks to make a move in March and now South Carolina has scored the biggest upset of the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament and the slipper fits Joe headed to Madison Square Garden for the Sweet 16 on Friday. Wow man I tell you coming in we never thought that uh we left in towards the end of the season, uh, didn't play well in the ACC tournament so for now for these guys to get to this point. Because uh, being a Sweet 16, played a very tough game against Marquette. And I tell you, a lot of us guys, that, you know, that's in the basketball game, you know, so you've seen you seen in the past. It only takes two two guys. We got two professionals, two future NBA players, I believe, when you talk about um Sendarius Stonewell, because his stock is tremendously rising right now. And PJ, PJ Dozer, who we know, uh, the NBA has been salivating over him for the past, since he's been in high school. And, and when you got two guys, especially at the garbage position, those two guys can always make a run. And then when you get an added, um, addition from your, your bench and, and from other players on the team, anything can happen. It's all about matchups and, 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 and when you play the tough defense that we, we, we've had been playing, he always gives ourselves a chance. So defensively, I would, you know, I'm not worried, but hopefully, uh, we can get off to a good start. You know, it's been tough. So <laughs> the first two games so far, the NCAA getting off to some bad shooting start, but I give Frank Martin total credit for editing himself, but just making adjustments coming out of halftime and, and 
those guys believing and, and, and finishing up the process. A win for the ages last night for Gamecock basketball. South Carolina out-rebounded Duke. They outscored Duke points in the paint. They had more assists than Duke, and they had more steals than Duke. They made more shots than Duke. Duke was beaten physically last night, and they were out-quicked, out-coached, out-played by the South Carolina Gamecocks. A win for the ages for Gamecock basketball that puts them through to the Sweet 16. Carolina will play Baylor coming up on Friday night at Madison Square Garden in New York. Tip time set for 7.29 p.m. on Friday. The game will be on TBS, and it will be South Carolina and Baylor matching up at Madison Square Garden, and it'll be Wisconsin and Florida, the other two teams remaining in the East region. So, Joe, you know, I was talking with somebody before we did the podcast today. Carolina might be the hottest team in the tournament in the opening weekend. The Gamecocks scored 54 in the second half against Marquette, and they racked up 65 in the second half against Duke. Joe, you let that roll off your tongue. 65 in the <laughs> second half against the Duke Blue Devils. Man, that's unheard of. That is unheard of. Because, you know, you and I and all the Gamecock fans, we, we've seen games where we struggle to score 65 total. So for them to have 65 in, in, in the second half is, 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 is just awesome, man. I tell you, uh, just the being in a position that we've never been in before, and just to see uh, some of the lot of former players, I saw it was just so good to see BJ and Perry Dozier. Just seeing how elated they were, how excited they were to see that their their kids, their their sons, being a big part of this, and by both of them playing, they couldn't do it at that time when they played. But to see their sons doing it, and just seeing the elation and the joy that they are both sharing at this moment, it's just great for the Gamecock family. And you know, we all are bros. We all stick together and just. It was just an awesome time just being in that atmosphere that I've never, I mean, I've seen a lot of big wins here at South Carolina, been part of the win when we beat North Carolina back in 1991. And I've seen several years ago when, uh, Devin Downey and I think Darren Hornier when they beat Kentucky when they were number one. That was a tremendous night, but going through it last night, I tell you, it can't even be touched. Uh, just the atmosphere and, and just the opportunity to see these guys pull out something that we've never done before. And, and for the fans to share sharing something like that, being so close to home, which was was you know the fans was great last night, and they had a lot to do with uh, pumping this team up and, and and getting these guys you know helping them stay in the game and yeah. believing that they could win. Yeah, so, the, yeah. Cr- the crowd was fantastic and uh, a lot of energy in the building in Greenville. A lot of North Carolina fans stuck around to watch South Carolina and Duke, and I think all the Tar Heel fans that were there last night were pulling for the Gamecocks as well. So just Absolutely. To, just a really special weekend. Joe, a couple final thoughts here before we wrap it up on Gamecock Central Radio. Mike Krzyzewski was interviewed at halftime going into the locker room, and he said that South Carolina is the best defensive team that Duke had faced all year. And I thought that was ironic because Carolina came out and scored 65 in the second half, and that's the most points ever scored against a Coach K team in a half of basketball. So if he was, you know, telling the truth, if it, if it was a fact that South Carolina was the best defensive team Duke had seen all year, it turns out the Gamecocks were the best offensive team, at least for one half, <laughs> that, the, that Duke yeah. had faced all year. It was awfully ironic. It's very ironic because you think about um, some of the teams that they play up Throughout they played all the best teams in the country, not to mention the ACC, uh, Syracuse. They play their uh, crazy zone that is very difficult for people to, to to figure out. You think about North Carolina with their lineup, with their athletes, and you think about Louisville, who who plays almost similar pressure, full court pressure that they face year in and year out. 
and for him to say that we're one of the, which is almost a surprise because I think inside we're not that tough in, interior, but our guards, we got big guards when you talk about Shandaris, uh Dwayne Nellis, and, and, and P.J. Dozier. We have very big, lengthy, athletic guards that present so many different teams, you know, problems because of their length and their athleticism. So, uh just to keep that acknowledgement from Coach K is tremendous for him to say. You know, he doesn't BS anybody. He always pretty much speaks his mind. So, uh, just, just, it's just great, uh, for him to just to give us that acknowledgement. Fantastic weekend in Greenville for Gamecock basketball. Uh, the Gamecock women are through to the Sweet 16 as well. So the men's and women's teams for the University of South Carolina still dancing here late in March. And, uh, Joe, you know, tremendous weekend in Greenville, but uh, let's not lose sight of the fact that everything the Gamecocks did this weekend is not going to help them against Baylor on Friday night. So the Gamecocks have got all week to prepare for the Baylor Bears in a Sweet 16 ball game that will be at Madison Square Garden. And, you have to get the emotions ramped back up. Uh, you know, one slip up and you get bounced in March. So that's the challenge facing the Gamecocks this week. Baylor's out, outstanding. They were ranked number one in the nation at one point this year. They got off to a 20-1 and start before they slipped a little bit down the stretch, but they beat New Mexico State and Southern Cal to reach the Sweet 16. And this is Baylor's fourth trip to the Sweet 16 in the last eight years. They're accustomed mm. to being here, Joe. They're a good ball club. They'll be ready to play. Yes, Baylor's definitely going to be ready to play. And, and like I said, we're, we're in uncharted territory right now for the team. But I really truly believe that these guys don't want this season in. They want to keep this thing going. Uh, they're going to get a lot of accolades this week. And, 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 and with Frank Martin, who has been there, he's been through this. So he has been a tremendous leader. He's been preparing his guys and give all those coaches credit. Whoever has a scout report for each last team, they've been doing a great job of, uh, doing a great scout on them. So, uh, Baylor will be ready, but I think we'll be ready as well. So anything can happen. That's why we play the game. I hope every Gamecock fan listening today saw the video of the locker room celebration, Frank Martin and the Gamecocks celebrating. Nobody was really talking. They were just hooting and hollering, and there was water and, and, and soft drinks and everything being poured across the room. It was just really exciting. Carolina had not won an NCAA tournament game in 44 years, hadn't been to the tournament in 13 years, and this weekend they won two in Greenville. They knocked off the number two seed, Duke. A biggest upset of the tournament so far. And the dance continues for the South Carolina Gamecocks. South Carolina will pack its bags and head to New York for Friday's Sweet 16 game against Baylor. Joe Rett and I will come back. We'll preview the Baylor game for you as NCAA tournament talk continues here on Gamecock Central Radio. Joe, great stuff today. Very happy for you that you were able to be up in Greenville for these two big Carolina wins. And we're looking forward to talking about the Baylor game with you later in the week. Have a great week. Uh, you do the same. All right, that's my man Joe Rett. And I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. March Madness here on GCR. Thanks for being with us.